Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along. We're doing a special episode here of the uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not Odyssey. We are in... Holborn uh, Studios. Holborn Studios in London's swinging, not Holborn. No, London, um, in London N1. Yeah, These are near the canals. wonderful, world-famous stu- photographic studios yep. where all the greats have been shot. Yeah. Kate Moss. Elton John. Yeah, Bono. Bono. Um, her who used to play Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh, Jane Seymour. Jane yeah. Seymour, right? And as of today, Delaney and Dawson. Delaney and Dawson, Top Flight Time Machine, have just had yeah. our first official professional... You, you might be able to hear the camera shutter snapping away in the background. By a legendary photographer, yeah. Tony Briggs. Yeah. Who's Hello, shot Tony. many of the greats. There we are. And he's, it's been a privilege for him today. It has, he, yeah. He has shot Kate Moss. He does, just said earlier, it's and, been the best shoot he's ever done. And well, and Words like that, wasn't like, it? And lots of comedians, Vic and Bob. Yeah. And he said it was the best shoot he'd ever done. Yeah. Something like that, anyway. Because, because of um, the energy we generated yeah, in the room. Yeah, the, the, the power. These photos are going to take... I think that a, an amazing photo shoot can take your brand yeah. to the next level. Like, if you look at the craze, the craze were just, you know, criminals. And then when Bailey did a shoot of them, they became, like, icons. Yeah, we're like the craze of the podcast world, aren't we? I agree. That's how I've yeah. always seen us. Yeah. And, and there's countless other examples. So I think this could be the shoot. You know, like Christine Keeler? when she sat naked on the back of that yeah. chair. Yeah. She, before she was just a prosy. Yeah. <laughs> and then once she did that After photo... That, she was a high-class prosy. She was a high-class prosy, so she could up her rates. Yeah. And that's basically what I see today's photo shoot yeah. as. Actually, we, we, we're, we're sort of like... Pro, pro, broadcasting prostitutes. I, I think next, next after this, we should go back down to the studio and do a couple of keelers. Yeah. Kn- knock, oh. out, knock out a couple of keelers. you know what? That would be really funny. <laughs> we should have thought that, both of us naked on a chair. Yeah. It's probably too late, though, thankfully. Yeah, I think our time in the studio runs out. We're, by, we're paying by the hour, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Ripley's Believe It or Not, it's the Ripley Odyssey we're going through this year's Ripley's Believe It or Not book. All weird, all true, it says. We'll be the fucking judge of that. Um, and we're just doing it random page numbers. So uh, I haven't got the random number generating blob with me today. Obviously, that's in its cage. Okay. Uh, surrounded by chicken wire back up in Sunderland. So, uh, if Sam, do you want to give us a random I'll number? I'll give you a random number from my mind, which will be 103. 103. And there it is. What have we got on 103? Oh! Love More birds. animals. Oh, More do animals. you know what? I think we have had this... The, yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure we had these two birds. We have. we have, yeah, we've had it. We've only done one fucking episode. I it's know. Maybe pages 103 in it. is a 
recurring number. Maybe I could. I, well, the, the, the blob came up with it last week. You've come up with it this well, week. We could do 102 because right, 102, I've actually read this page before. Right. And there is a basketball covered in barnacles, which is quite. What a beautiful scene. It really is beautiful. A, bas- yeah. a basketball covered in barnacles. Read, this, read the story. Uh, a commercial skipper and her husband found a basketball that had gained a beard of barnacles yeah. after bobbing around in the ocean for what the couple concluded was almost two years. After taking a picture with the barnacle ball, they gave it back to the ocean again <laughs> maintaining that it needed to continue its journey <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the aware. basketball was on a personal journey so perhaps it'll be now it might be completely covered in barnacles lovely for that couple to have given it back to the sea yeah, to mother it. ocean I'd have took it all that was like we went coining on Brighton Pier recently didn't we and we, we did. and I always like to commit when I've been pier coining yeah. I always like to commit one of my um Trophies. trophies to the sea to the sea gods to honour the sea yeah and I did I threw a little rubber duck into the yeah. sea at Brighton and, we, and we a, a seagull little, swooped down on the it the little sea kiddies yeah under the sea yeah get it and play with it the water babies yeah that's an upcoming project isn't do you wanna, it do you want to pick another page yeah let's just randomly open it at okay, any page instead right. of dicking about with numbers it's a good idea here we it? go there's a geezer in <laughs> and he can you just describe it please well, are you talking about this one here? This one there, yeah. Okay, so there's a black and white shot, uh, which looks like it's very much from the olden days. It's black and, and white, obviously, it's, it's a little bit like some like the thing in um, Clockwork Orange. Yes. Where you see them, like, strapped into a chair yeah. with sort of things opening their eyes. Only the contraption in this one, the poor bastard in it, has got um, two sort of clamps over their eyes, two metal clamps. They've got two... Are his eyes wide open? Two bits of... No, no, that's clamped. Oh, the two, eyes are closed. Two sort of bits of cotton wool shoved up his nose. Yeah. Um, and some other metal sort of contraptions stuck into his temples. Yeah. And most alarmingly of all, a huge sort of metal tube shoved into his mouth. Yes. Uh, which looks rather phallic. What's this all about? Well, let's well, read the headline. What's the headline, the headline is a great headline. Freckles be gone. <laughs> And you can't help but notice that this poor... Freckles, uh, be gone! This poor bastard in the photo does have a lot of freckles. He does, and, yeah. And the story says, this nightmarish contraption was actually used in the 1930s to try removing freckles. Italian physician... Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Senor I'm dis- an Italian physician. <laughs> Senor, this and that. I have come up with a contraption to remove your freckles. I call it the freckles, be gone! Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, his name was Dr. Matarasso, and he came up with the method. He compressed carbon dioxide snow aka dry ice into sharp points like lead pencils and then pressed it against each frickle for up to three seconds to freeze off the coloured skin yeah good the, the patient had to breathe through a special tube that's the phallic device uh, yeah while their eyes were covered with airtight pieces and their nostrils were plugged it looks like a, ma- a massive metal cigar doesn't it hey how you gonna get rid of my freckles I hear you think <laughs> well it's easy I use a dry ice like we use in the disco but I turn it into sharp spikes. And I freeze off your freckles all over your fucking face. <laughs> Here, put this in your mouth. Don't <laughs> ask why. Now I stuff your nostrils and biff, baff, puff. Freckles be gone. Now you pay me, yes? <laughs> 50% up front. <laughs> so it didn't catch on. No. But, you know, these things change with history. I mean, back then, freckles would have considered been considered a horrible, unsightly blemish. Whereas now... I think people like to see freckles, uh, yeah, don't they? Yeah, I think so. I think because of, um, what's her name, uh, Patsy Palmer from EastEnders. I she was pr- had lovely Britain's freckles. Most freckled. Freckly person. Sex pot. 
I had lovely freckles when I was Did a young you? Lad. Did you have yeah. them removed? Very cute. Did no, they've just they gone. Just Fair wear and tear, freckles I think. Freckles be went. I think, I think, you know, just drinking and rough living. <laughs> they just fell off. The rough way in which I lived. As I got older, they were just like, what yeah. this? Yeah. And they just fell off like scales. What this? Let's go find a basketball to live on. Yeah. <laughs> but I miss them. I do miss them because I thought that you know the the day in which they fell off my face was yeah. the day I lost the inner child. Yeah, your innocence was gone. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, okay. on the other page, there's a geezer find a bone arrow, but with his foot. Yeah. Do we need to delve into that? Well, I think the British says it all there, doesn't it? The he? headline is armed <laughs> and armless. Has he got no arms? <laughs> yeah, he's got no fucking arms, so he just has to use a bow yeah. and arrow. Fair the enough. broadcaster James Whale who, as you probably remember, I, segue I, wasn't I, I used to have to hand over to him when I did yes. drive time on tour. He yes. did the evening show. So you have to do that awkward, oh, coming up next, James Well, He's in the studio with me now. Hello, James. What have you got coming up on the show? Well, Sam. Well, Sam, you absolute <laughs> prick. <laughs> I've got some proper professional broadcasting that for was, three hours. That was basically the Unlike this nonsense you've been absolute t- tossing off for the last three hours. I've been listening to you on the way in, and I find everything you do hateful. I had um, to stop the car three times so I could forcefully spit at my wireless. <laughs> J- James is a, uh expert archer. Is he? And he can not only... I mean, he's very good. He, it, yeah. I've heard. I've not seen him in action, but people who have have told me that he can, like, you know, he's borderline Olympic standards. I could kill you from across a car park, well, Sam. listen, that is exactly <laughs> what he has said. I know this is probably very libelous, but he has threatened me before <laughs> with his bow and arrow, right? Not busy, he hasn't got it out, but he's warned me. Yeah. When I've given him back sass, yeah. right? Because um, he saw me as a do. child, you know. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty old. I'm in my forties, but I'm in broadcasting terms, you are a child. Yeah, and he just thought, you're a pathetic child. Show me some respect. So sometimes I'd give him a bit of back chat. Hmm. I did respect him because he'd been yeah. in the game longer than me. But if I backsassed him, he would very quickly warn me of his archery skills. Yeah. And one time I said to him, James, listen, right? You keep threatening me, or like sort of, you know, imp- implied threats. Uh, about this bow and arrow situation and I don't doubt that you are very skilled and could shoot me from a car park right but end of the day are you really going to Mm. I had to just call him on it the very idea that you an esteemed and established broadcaster would try to murder me Mm. with a bow and arrow it seems far-fetched I don't think you've got it in you I don't think you are that evil yeah and um, he went well just watch yourself and then someone. Oh, so, I, su- I suppose you've got a point. Uh, but, all right, I won't kill you. I'll just very badly fuck maim you up. You. It'll go through the fleshy part of your thigh. It'll go past your ear really yeah. fast. Yeah. It won't hit a major artery, but boy, will it sting for a bit. <laughs> and that'll shut you up, you cheeky little shit. And uh, maybe who knows? Listen, maybe I deserve. Maybe I deserved. Maybe you still maybe, do. Maybe, maybe it's in the exactly, post. Maybe I've got it coming. Yeah. And one of these days, where it's James Bell or some other cunt. He's going to shoot me with a bow and arrow through the yeah. fleshy part of my thigh. Yeah. We'll <laughs> no, see. What he, what he could do was, um, he could do, He'd someone I know had seen him compete. He'd invite him, you've got to come down and watch me compete in an <laughs> archery contest in the forest. It's got to be a competition though, not a practice. Yeah, and he, had to, and he does that thing of not just standing in a, you know, shooting gallery thing. He runs and shoots. <laughs> So he, he runs through the woods. Oh, oh, can I just say that I was imagining him yeah. as Robin Hood. Yeah, he wears a little hat with a feather in it. And then I started imagining him running. No, but he runs and then suddenly a target appears and you have to do that thing where you kneel and with one smooth movement pull the, yeah. the quill 
out of your what do you call it your, your arrow sack arrow bag arrow bag yeah. get it in bang, bang shoot all in one smooth lightning Down quick thing on one knee. and then you're back on the run again oh fuck I've split me tights he's mobile <laughs> right I'll be Robin and you be well Scarlet come on let's play Robin Hood <laughs> I'll be Robin Hood and you'll be fucking Sam Delaney <laughs> who used to be on Drive Time on Talk Radio uh, but isn't anymore. Dickhead. He used, to have a, he used to have a show on Russia Today as well. They sacked him from that as well. He gave, he gave me loads of shit over that too. Uh, he was always like, yeah, got your brown envelope of cash, have you, from the Russians. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to do a podcast with James Will now. Well, he'd be very good at it. I'll tell you uh, that much. He's good. Every good value. Probably, he is good. Probably a bit controlling. He's but... a good, he's a talented broadcaster and, and I think he's got a good heart. He just doesn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't understand why. He must be on the spectrum. That's what I say about everybody doesn't yeah, like me. Yeah, it's another name out of the list of yeah. people who inexplicably don't like Sam Delaney. Um, let's find <laughs> another page, shall we? Uh, we'll go quite near the front because that might be a really good page. Clown Church! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Clown Church. Oh, Beautiful. Page right, 62. Right, now then. At the bottom of the page, whatever it is, 62, we've got a man, um, I don't know who he is, but he is holding up, he's, he's, first of all, he's got a very quizzical expression on his face. He's quite but, earnest. Yeah, but he is holding two of the largest fucking clown shoes I've ever seen. Yeah. And I don't think there's any camera trickery or anything like that going These on These make Krusty the Clown's feet look like the bound feet of Chinese um, yeah. aristocrats. Yeah. They're oh, enormous. God. And, uh, and they're in Borussia Dortmund colours, yellow and black. They are. I'm not sure he can even hold them himself, but it says at the top, uh, inside an unassuming church in London is a museum dedicated to clowns. Hey. And that's uh, the Holy Trinity Church, Dalston, since mm. December 1959. Typical Dalston, isn't it? It's also been known as the Clown... Yeah, hipster church. Yeah. It's also been known as the Clown's Church due to the three small rooms inside known as the Clown's Gallery and Ooh. Museum. So there we are. I, I did wouldn't not go know to about that. that. Are you frightened of clowns? Well, I know it's a bit of a cliche to talk about being scared of clowns or disliking clowns, but I don't care. I've <laughs> always thought... I'm not scared of them, but I do think clowns are a, a cunts a little yeah. bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the contrived sort of zaniness, and they come up and they hassle you, mm. and you give them a vibe like, look, mate, I'm not in the mood. Mm. I'm tired or whatever. Just leave me alone. And they don't care they're like in your face and they try to turn it around like you're the cunt yeah. like oh why are you being a cunt come on I'm just a clown doing my clown trying to cheer everyone and up you just cunt. go fuck off do you know what I mean I could shoot a bow and arrow at you from across a car park you know clowns they're, they're fun up to a point but if you disrespect them they can turn <laughs> they'll sting you so I don't I've never met a clown that I was particularly keen on yeah. put it that way and like my kids now I can handle myself around clowns. They come, if they come yeah. and fucking, you know, if they come up and step me, step to me, I'm like, mate, Get all I will, up in your grill. I will fucking spark you out, clown. Yeah. Right. I've, I'm wearing my Stone Island, and I'm ready to fucking break your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but, come here to chew gum and punch clowns, and I'm all out of gum. <laughs> That's my attitude. But with the kiddies. My kids do not like clowns, and no. if clowns start coming in, they're like, really like, oh, you know, get the clowns to leave me alone. Mm. And it's like, mate, they're just children. Why why do you want to scare them? Mm. And the clown will always say, oh, but I don't want to scare them. I want to do the opposite. I want to put joy in their hearts. And you know, but you, you and I both know this is not the best way to do that. Mm. Get them a PlayStation game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Don't Take paint your face all weird 
and right, wear a wig and some giant shoes. shoes and come in fucking honking a horn in their face because yeah. that is obviously not going to fill their hearts with joy. Yeah. I wonder if it ever worked. Did, terror. did it ever fill people's hearts with joy? i tell you what I think. i tell you what I really think. I think clowns are all about themselves, not about other people. I think they <clears throat> love clowning and I'm happy for them, but they, I wish they'd just admit it and say, listen, this is basically a selfish thing that I do for myself and we all do things for ourselves there are things that I like doing that I don't expect others to take take pleasure in but clowns it's all about they make out it's about entertainment but really it's like they get a kick yeah I don't know whether it's sexual boys they get a kick out of clowning and I'm happy for them but stop pretending you're doing it for the kids you know you and I both know the kids don't like it they're they're kind of you know that office clown that everyone knows Mm. and works with and hates the Colin Hunt of, of this world they're yeah. like that but writ large yeah but the thing is about that sort of clown that is a bit different because those guys right and if I'm honest I've often worried at times when I've worked in offices that that's me mm. because I will often be joking about and mm. think oh god maybe I'm just Colin Hunt desperate mm. for attention and, and affection yeah. I don't know but those guys those Colin Hunt office clown people they they tend to just like they're like David Brent they've got something inside they just want to be loved and they oh, want to be they want to be accepted but yeah. I don't think it no, that think with clowns I don't think they want to be accepted I think that they get some other kind of kick out of it it's I think they suggesting. love having a different persona right and escaping into that persona do you know what I mean do you think many of them kill people and then wear the skin maybe yeah, yeah I don't know probably. maybe mm. clown church started off as quite a, a, a Joy's page, but it's gone. About I like to think that most things we cover in the end, <clears throat> end of sadness. They no, not sadness, but a bit of a delve into what it is to be human. Yeah, and it's all not the di- good, is all it? the different motivations that we have, and the universals, because <clears throat> a lot of it's just universal. I mean, a lot of us are all the same. Yeah. You and I could just as easily. I mean, people might describe us as that. I've been described as a clown by. Do you know who? Who Jim Sh- Will Shaking Stevens? Really, a clown? Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño. Broadcasting live from Dastonbury, 2008, right? Yeah. With a lovely bloke off of the BBC called... Michael Burke. No. <laughs> Hugh Edwards, no. It was uh, Colin Patson, right, who's oh, yeah. for many years the entertainment yeah. uh, editor at the BBC Radio. And we were do- I was doing a show with him from Dastonbury, Five Live, and um, it, was, it was such good fun out of this port cabin. And Shaking Stevens comes in because he's performing on one of yeah. the stages. 
and we're just fucking high spirited because the sun was shining. We were at Glastonbury. It was Saturday. A nice cool drink. We were in the BBC. Fucking, I wasn't drunk yet, but it was just fucking exciting to yeah. be there. Do you know what I mean? And um, and you know, you backstage and everything. And he comes in, and we're just having a fucking laugh. And of course, you know, you know me. I'm chucking in a few bits and bobs about Green Door and mm-hmm. this old house and mm-hmm. all favourites. And he's the sort of guy he doesn't. He he sort of acts indignant that you would bring up his hits from the past and that you're, still performing you're not familiar with his new right, stuff yeah. yet yeah. so I could tell maybe he didn't like it so I backed off a little bit and um, anyway the interview ended and we could tell he was frosty but we warned he might be and as he left someone said we heard his PR say how was that and he looked back at us both looked us up and down and he said really loudly so we could hear all they're missing is the red noses <laughs> and I classic went classic Stevens. I went what's he mean by that because obviously I can be a bit slow on the uptake. I'm sitting there thinking, that went well. He seemed to bloody love me. He's my I'm, new best mate. I'm sure we'll just be mates forever now. And Colin Patterson... Why is he leaving? We haven't exchanged phone numbers yet. Colin, Colin Patterson said, I think he's trying to say we're a pair of clouds. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Stevens. Come back. I'm a serious broadcaster. <laughs> yeah, so that was a bit hurtful. Speaking of wearing skin, there's a, just a little bit there that says skin book. Can you see that on your side of the page? Skin book. Uh, let's see. Here we are. Oh, yeah. Skin book. Among the exhibits at the History of Surgery Museum in Edinburgh, Scotland. That's a museum I'd like to go to. We're playing yeah. Edinburgh next year. Maybe we'll try and yeah, pop we'll in. Yeah, we'll go Berlin, go there, yeah. Uh, is a book. History. history of surgery. Come in, if you like <laughs> surgery. I do. And history. <laughs> I hope you like history as well. Uh, we have no time for modern surgery in this museum. <laughs> <laughs> in the old days you know there was no such thing as anaesthetic you just had to bite down on a leather belt oh, okay. and you want to know about modern surgery I suggest you go to the local hospital <laughs> uh, it's a book bound with the skin of William Burke who had been hanged and dissected hey. in 1829 after being convicted of murder and grave robbing yeah. with his partner in crime William Hare I yeah. sentence you to hanging and dissection I'll be like, fine, mate. You can fuck once I'm on. Do what you do fucking what you like, want. Mate. I'll be dead. It's fucking, it's fucking open door after that, isn't Dice it? it yeah. me. Yeah. Do what you fucking want. I'll tell you want. what. I'll tell you what, Your Honour. If you want to bind a fucking book with my skin, do, I don't mind. Do I that do at all. Oh, oh, I will then. Stick it in a fucking museum for all I care. <laughs> Call it a skin book. <laughs> mind you, skin book sounds like a euphemism for a porno mag, doesn't it, Your Honour? <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> You're adding contempt of talk. Hang him again. Stop talking about porno mags. Don't you understand? I've sentenced you to death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, change your record, will you, pal? I'm going down. I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> skin book, skin book, skin book. <laughs> uh, Donkey law? Donkey law, yeah. In this French village of Saint-Léger-de-Prey, it is illegal to slander donkeys by using terms such as jackass or dumbass. Anybody breaking the law is required to offer their apologies to all local donkeys in the form of carrots or sugar lumps. The law was introduced in 1991 by the mayor, who was very fond of donkeys. And also insane. <laughs> yeah, very fond of attention as well. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I hate um, local government officials who yeah. do self-indulgent novelty laws. Yeah, I mean, that. there's a lot to be done. There was probably a fucking load of potholes that needed filling or a school that needed yeah. a new fucking library and you're it's dicking around with donkey laws. Who, who as well would call a donkey a jack? 
jackass or a dumbass. Mm. It's too on the nose, isn't it? You would call a human that. If it was a donkey, you'd just call it a cunt, probably. Or a dickhead. Yeah. Fucking twat. Anyway. Donkey twat. <laughs> donkey bastard. Oh, oh, I've just turned to a page, and mm. it just simply says, balloon dog. When This is a dog with a face that's like a balloon it's like a normal dog that's been, fist dog that's been pumped up which you sometimes see happening in cartoons yep. but this is no cartoon believe this me this is very real this is Ripley's believe it or not when a hole in his windpipe caused air to become trapped under his skin Trevor a four year old wiener Trevor. dog owned by yes. Fran Jennings of Cheshire England ballooned to three times his normal size veterinarians were successfully able to carry out an operation to deflate him yeah I'll deflate the con watch this you got a drawing pin pop pop. there you go 500 quid I hope you got insurance (laughs) see you again same round next month because it's going back up again (laughs) Uh, talking of Ripley's Believe It or Not the brand I have um, a couple of counters alerted me to the existence of Ripley's Believe It or Not the TV show on the Discovery Channel uh, this is my son Len's book, which is why we first sort of started looking into it because yeah. he got it for his birthday. And so I told him, I said, "Guess what?" So he, I was looking for it, couldn't find it. He grabbed the remote off me and found it in seconds flat, and it's a whole series on there. Fuck. And we've sat watching it together for the last three nights, yeah. right? And he is spell. Well, we both are. We are fucking spellbound by it. Right? <laughs> and he lent into me on the second night when we were really into it and it, it, all day at school he's thinking got to get home and watch Ripley's believe it or not got to go and watch it and his telly time isn't he, he goes to bed at 8 so he has telly time 7.30 yeah. half an hour so he's fucking counting the seconds until some and he's there with the remote in his hand on night three waiting watching for the clock to bang. turn from 29 to 30 and he's like bang Ripley's believe it or not he leant into me he went this is the best show I've seen since the wall ended. And I thought, well, no, <laughs> high, time ago. no higher praise. Yeah. Um, but it's presented by Bruce Campbell, yeah. who you've heard the of. The actor, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. been in, was it Dawn of the Dead, I think he was in, or something He's, like that. Yeah, he looks like every sort of character ever from Dynasty. Yeah. He's very lantern-jawed, you know, big-haired American man in a sort of golfing jacket. Very, very like Troy McClure. Every piece he links, yeah. he goes... And it's always like bad pun in, in, in like so for this he goes, I've uh, I've felt like I've gained a few pounds after a heavy meal, but never <laughs> inflated as much as this dog who went up like a real balloon. Here's more on the incredible balloon dog, right, and then it cuts and they make these great little informative films. And one of the things they do on it, Andy, which I know you'll be a fan of, is they have overly elaborate scientific faux scientific graphics to explain the things so all the sort of things that we're reading out from the book they actually make films about they bring it to life and they show things like there was one bloke yesterday and he there was a there was a guy an old professor who's still alive today and he invented a pain scale right Uh, and it became an official globally recognised pain scale for different stings and venoms that you can get from insects around the world yeah and the reason and the way he established it and he rated all of them from level one to four yeah and how did he establish it he he went round and he basically stung himself yeah. with, with different things and to see which creature and then wrote, was most wrote down a number then wrote down a number and then it's named after him I can't remember his name but if it was you it'd be like you know the Dawson scale yeah. right and right. then there's this other guy this American young guy and it goes and he goes but of what use what Bruce Campbell says, but of what use is the Dawson scale? 
when people don't want to, he goes, when most people want to avoid being stung by anything. And then it goes, enter, you know, Trevor Jackson. And it's this like sort of surfer type dude with a backwards baseball cap and loads of tats. Sort of like, fucking A, I love being stung by creatures. And he goes, I basically travel the world seeking out uh, creatures with stings to sort of see how much I can take. And there's this particular type of wasp that, that he's heard about that is supposed to have the most powerful sting yeah. in the world. And he catches it in a jar. You watch him hunting it, and yeah. he's chasing this fucking... It's like a big black wasp. It's like a cross between a wasp and a, a beetle. Yeah. And he chases it around, catches it in a jar. Then he gets it out of the jar with some tweezers. Yeah. And then he just goes, man, I don't want to do this, but I just get in such a rush. It's supposed to be the most painful thing ever. Let's see. Okay, here's the real point. I can see its sting coming out. And they do a close-up, and you see this sort of sting coming out of its ass because it's obviously really fucked off. Come on, jackass. And he goes, let's see what you got. Right? And he just sticks the fucking thing up to his arm, and it stings him, and he just goes, ah, oh, my God, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. And he goes, I've never been in so much pain in my life. And then that's it. That's the end. He just goes, yeah, that is, the scale is correct. That is a four. Like, I rate that, that a four. Trevor died. Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. But this show is great. And the other, my other favourite, which I told you about, was they have one guy who made, uh, who's, who's made a sport out of flicking playing cards. Yes. Right? You and mentioned that. He, and he can throw a normal uh, playing card just a normal playing card like you would play fucking snap with right mm. and he can throw it with such velocity because he's got a special technique because he used to play college baseball so he's yeah. got this special wrist technique and he can throw it with such velocity and accuracy that from like 50 yards he you know the first thing you see him snap through is a stick of celery now a stick of celery is pretty tough isn't it yeah he throws it and it cleanly cuts through like it's a throwing yeah. style right and then you see him do other things. Then he's got this assistant and she stands blindfolded in front of a polystyrene wall and he throws the cards at her like a knife thrower, you know, yeah. like, and they land right by her ear and stuff, right? And then he throws... Someone holds an Oreo biscuit, which is obviously, you'll know, two, two biscuits with a bit of cream filling. And from quite a long way away, he throws the card and it spins perfectly between the two biscuits and knocks no the cream clearly out. Right. Oh, God. And then what? when they make the video. I do not believe it. Well, believe Rip it, mate, Ripley. because you can actually see it. And then the one that he's doing for Ripley's Believe It or Not, that's all archive footage. But he they always set up a particular stunt room to do, especially for the show. And it's someone throws an olive, just a small olive, the type yeah. you get with the little red pepper stuffed inside it. Someone throws it in the air. And he, from a good 50 yards back, maybe more, throws this fucking card as the olive is in the air. And the yeah. olive's a small target. And it fucking slices perfectly through the middle of the olive, <laughs> and, the, and the pepper falls out, and it's incredible. And um, but while he does it, they have to because these things are like quite fleeting. But they have to elevate it. The people who've made the show have to make it seem yeah. more scientific and drag more content out of it. So they go, they do it all obviously in slow mo. It's beautifully shot. And as the olive goes up, and he goes as the olive begins to fly through the air. A million calculations go through Steve's mind all at once. And they've got this fucking doofus, right, with a playing card, right? And he's got his arm back, right? 
and it's all in slow mo. And then they do like you know in a beautiful mind when there's all the oh, the numbers and everything, and yeah. all these numbers and equations <laughs> falling down the screen <laughs> and spinning <laughs> around his head, yeah. right? as if he's like he's like this fucking rocket scientist yeah. from NASA, right? <laughs> that he's doing all these calculations. But then when you step back and look at it, you think it's amazing. They really take you on a journey. You think, God, my, his mind is a computer. But then you step back and you think, no, he, he's a bloke who's just thrown a fucking, you know, three of clubs at an olive. <laughs> That's it. That's just on that. I know. It's, it's connected in, with it. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. But at the same time, it's banal. Yeah. And I suppose that what that is the essence of Ripley's Believe It That's or not. what it's all about, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Should we have another page yeah. before we finish? As sweet as pie. Wow. And this is just someone that's done pictures on pie, so we'll just move to another page. <laughs> One's of Childish Gambino playing Lando Calrissian. Uh, what are you doing? I'm making a pie with Childish Gambino on it. What for? It's a kid's birthday, isn't it? They'll love him. I've done him in his Lando Calrissian get up. Oh, just fucking leave me alone, right? I need yeah. to do it. I just need to finish it. Uh, there's a thing there that says wedged into skull lovely and it's an x-ray of a skull and it says key to survival and I've just looked across to the left and it's someone who has uh, a car key seemingly it's a motorcycle key apparently lodged into his skull and the uh, the plastic bit at the top of the car the motorcycle key and the key ring are to the exterior of the head so you could pick him up, really, by that, couldn't you, and carry him around. Fucking Put your hell. finger through the ring and pick him up and just carry him around. Well, you could turn it, it, it might start it him might up. Start, that's how his, maybe that's how his mum gets him going in the morning. It might be, yes, <laughs> Start him up. She brings him a cup of tea and turns the key turns in, him his, on. in his head ignition. A 19-year-old in Maharashtra, in India, <laughs> was hospitalised. I'm reading this sideways on, man. Was hospitalised when he got into a fight and ended up with a motorcycle key lodged in his skull. Uh, doctors successfully performed a craniotomy surgery removing a flap of skull in order to access the key stuck two inches into the patient's head the procedure took about three and a half hours and the victim was able to leave the hospital just three days later no word on if the owner got his key back disappointingly the key does not remain in his skull to this day it has been removed but we've got photographs of what it looked like while it was in there so that's a blessing and it looks I great I mean I'd, I'd have been tempted to keep it I'd have kept it. You know, well, I just asked, is this point. gonna is this gonna harm me long term? Probably not, not sure. It's a good conversation starter, especially I don't know if you're single, but if you're a single man, yeah. it'd be a great conversation starter up the disco. Oh, it's an icebreaker, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. They'd go, oh, you might have noticed I've got a uh, a key, car key yeah. stuck in my skull. I like the look here, maybe you could turn me on later. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Where you hey. going? Yeah. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's start again. Uh, never mind. Hey, you there. You can probably turn me on later. Uh, I can see you noticing the key in me head. Right, that's all we've got time for for this one, Sam. Okay. Um, it's been beautiful. We've yeah. had a good afternoon, haven't we? been photographed. Look um, out for our new photos. Yeah. They're really going to change your perception we'll do them of life. as um, posters and birthday cards and fridge magnets, etc., etc., yeah. very soon. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Take the FN tickets. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. 
That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 